we are about to find out just how much Joe Biden and the Democratic Party, particularly the Democrats in the United States Senate, truly care about voting rights. Joe Biden gave a pretty good speech yesterday, but a speech is a speech. A speech is not a vote. (laughs) A speech is not a policy. And the speech is about a year late, um, arguably better late than never. I want to tell you where we are with voting rights in America, where we aren't, and try to unpack what I think is going to happen next. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. The the, the Breakdown. The, 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 The Breakdown. Yesterday, Joe Biden traveled to Atlanta to give a very important speech on voting rights in America. And he endorsed something that he has been reluctant to endorse really for his entire political career, which is 40 plus years at this point. He endorsed changing the filibuster only to protect voting rights. And the the thinking there is um, Joe Biden, who served in the Senate for 30 years, he wants to protect the filibuster as a rule. Remember, the filibuster is not a law. It's not in the Constitution. It's just a Senate rule. And it has changed many times over the years. But he wants to change the rule just so that the minority in the Senate, which right now is the Republican Party by the slimmest of margins, it's actually 50 to 50 in the Senate. Uh, Vice President Kamala Harris is the tie-breaking vote, where he wants to make it where, to protect voting rights, just a majority of people can vote. And that's a pretty big departure for Joe Biden. And... His speech yesterday was important. It definitely signals a change in his policy and and in the position of the White House. Um, And I'm not trying to crack on Joe Biden. When I say it's a good speech, I I don't know if it's, uh, you know, Joe Biden I don't think was ever a great speaker. But now in his older age, he's just a very decent speaker. So from a speaking standpoint, the speech was okay. From a policy standpoint, the speech was pretty good. Um, What we have to find out now, because Republicans have seriously attacked voting rights with actual policies and laws in 20 states, they are trying in all 50 states. They have passed policies making it harder for people to vote making fewer voting locations, polling locations, uh, uh, shorter hours for the vote. They're doing everything they can to make sure fewer people vote in future elections. And I just want to say for the record that I think that's actually very foolish for Republicans. Um, I think they are misjudging who they have voting and misunderstanding that I actually think they need as many people to vote as well. 
Let me tell you what I mean, and then I'll get back to where I think we are. In Florida, when more people vote in Florida, it appears that Republicans win. Like when voter turnout is high, right now it appears when voter turnout is high that Republicans win in Florida. And I I say that because voter turnout has been huge in Florida. Voter turnout has been huge in Texas. And in Texas, in statewide elections, in Florida, in statewide elections, for the most part, Republicans are winning every single race. And so this notion that they want to make it harder to vote, I don't think it benefits them the way they think it does. Uh, I think more of their voters are, it's an old idea. Like more Republican voters today are poor working class white people than were than existed in the 70s, 80s and even into the 90s. And so when they make it harder for people to vote, I, I think they're hurting their base more than they understand. But neither here nor there. The challenge is. A lot has been said that Senator Joe Manchin and uh, Senator uh, Kristen Cinema from Arizona will block something like this. But the truth is, and there were some art, very important articles that came out yesterday and the day before to say, no, it's not just them. It appears that there could be five or six or 10 Democrats who support, in theory, this voting rights bill. Most of them have said, I support the bill. I just don't support changing the filibuster to pass this bill as law. And the question is going to be, um, what will Joe Biden, what will the Democrats in the Senate, what will the American people do to pressure them to make this happen? And there is a part of me that hates that in 2022, that we're in, we're in such a bad position that we're not fighting for universal health care, which every developed nation in the world has this. It's just a part of your citizenship. We're not fighting for universal health care. We're not fighting for equal pay. We're not fighting for free tuition to all public colleges, which, again, most of the developed world has. Instead, we're just fighting for access to voting. And it's, it's political genius to be backed into a corner where you're no longer actually fighting for a tangible measure of progress. You're just fighting to barely keep your nose above water. And just fighting for, for scraps fighting for something that should have been law 60 years ago and, and isn't. And so I'm disappointed that this is where we are, but it is where we are, where Republicans, we've already seen, when they are in power, they are willing to be ruthless. And that's just not the Democratic way. And... It is what it is. Uh, One side is willing to use their power um, 
to borrow the words of Malcolm X, by any means necessary to use their power to squeeze their opponents, to pass their agenda. And another party just isn't. And now that their backs are against the wall, I am very curious to see what's actually going to happen here. Listen, we have to fight for voting rights locally in your city and county. We have to fight for them in your state. And we have to fight for them with federal legislation. And uh, I am for ending the filibuster uh, to do everything we can to protect voting rights. And the truth is, everybody should be for this. Love and appreciate all of you. If you are not yet a member at thenorthstar.com, if you love this podcast, if you love our articles, we have nearly 3,000 articles, nearly 1,000 episodes uh, here on The Breakdown and all of our other podcasts. We are only able to do what we do because of your generous support at thenorthstar.com. Take care, everybody. Break it down. What's up, North Star family? This is Donnie Rose, and I'm excited to let y'all know about the Word Life podcast, the latest podcast in the North Star Network that I am hosting. Each week on Word Life, I will be exploring the intersections of literary art, music, politics, and revolution, and unpacking the messaging, lyrics, and themes of poetry and music, both classic and contemporary, that function as the heartbeat baseline and bottom line for radical change be sure to check out episodes of word life dropping every thursday wherever you enjoy podcasts and let us know your thoughts peace creativity and revolution